There's nothing quite like talking to someone about their passion, whether it's the work they do, a side hustle, or something completely outside the box. I just love hearing people share the things they live and breathe for. Welcome to My Passion Project, the podcast where we do precisely that. So much of my day job involves the written word. Reading and writing have been a big part of my life, from school and university well into my career. I'm sure that's the case for many of our listeners. But there's something special about tapping into a passion for writing. Not writing just because you have to, but writing because you want to. Better yet, writing to share your passion and to support others. Today's guest has taken his passion for writing and is doing exactly that. Listen to hear more and be sure to check out his page, Men With Manners, on Instagram. Hi there, Matt. Thanks so much for joining My Passion Project. How are you today? Mate, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. And could we start by hearing, Matt, what's your passion? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say on the surface, my passion's writing, um, but at the core, it's more teaching people to solve problems. And I guess writing is how I channel this passion. Oh, that's a it's a wonderful passion and, and gift to have. Are there particular problems or areas you like to write and help people in? Yeah, so I mean, if we're talking about how how I'm currently using it, um, it's uh, I'm, I'm writing advice for my brand called Men with Manners, and it's uh, essentially content that covers dating, relationships, mindset, mental health, and some occasional motivational advice. Um, and yeah, they're, they're the problems I guess I found. I, I like helping men overcome specifically. Uh, but outside of that, I guess I just, I guess writing is solving problems for people and it's taking disparate ideas, opinions, thoughts, information, statistics, whatever it may be, and then creating it or, or finding a way to culminate it and make it tell a story and um, make it mentally palatable for the reader. So I guess that's part of the problem solving I enjoy as well if that makes sense, and I didn't just go off on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, that that's fascinating. I've, I've got a lot of questions, and I, I, I might start general with your passion for writing and then go specific to I want to hear a, a lot more about men with manners, but Great. How, how do you think your, your passion for writing came about? I remember actually when I was when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with the Goosebumps books. <laughs> yeah, R.L. Stein, out. right? Yeah, shout out to R.L. Stein. And um, <laughs> what's funny though is that I'd get my parents, like I love the idea of having a bookshelf full of them, but I, I must have read one in every five. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was obsessed with the, with the books themselves. I, I did love the stories as well, of course, but, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't an avid reader, but I was an avid book collector. And off the back of that, I, uh, me and a mate from school, or uh, we we started our own production of of horror stories called Slime Blobs, and I think we we wrote two issues or something and sold a few to aunties, uncles, and cousins. And my, I, I remember, like, as as a kid, I. I 
partook in so many different activities and never really settled on one. But that was, I remember mum would always say to me, writing is like, Matthew, you should be a writer, you should be a writer, you should write a book one day off the back of like what I used to love as a seven-year-old. And it was probably the only thing as I've bounced around through my teens and 20s that I ever really stuck with. And and I, I finally found it again during the start of COVID. Uh, and yeah, it's taken off from there. Wow. Reignited. So that that first um, that first bookshelf, you know, you, you've reminded <laughs> me of some some research I I read in a big study on what seems to correlate between parenting practice and better outcomes for their children, and they looked at all different things around different parenting courses, screen time, interesting reading to kids, but also just having a book collection, and and oddly the study found that it wasn't so much whether or not you read to your kids, but the better outcomes correlated to whether there was a bookshelf full of books. So it, it well, might not necessarily be in the reading. Did your parents read to you? Uh, they did. They did, definitely. I remember, uh, yeah, probably more so Dad. I'm, I'm sure they both read to us, but, yeah, I remember Dad reading some bedtime stories. And, yeah, I remember reading for a while. Actually, we used to get like we, we were forced to read um, a little bit, uh, you know, that, that sounds a little bit, uh, that was probably a little over the top. Uh, we were uh, greatly encouraged to read in our room a couple of times a week for about 30 minutes. Yeah. So I, I think, um, yeah, it was it was done by necessity. And, yeah, otherwise, the, yeah, they did read me a few books as well. <laughs> yeah, and and the sort of things you, you read and your early writing of sort of, you know, a, a Goosebumps, Australia version is that the sort of writing you keep doing fiction or have you traversed into non-fiction yeah so these days it's it's all non-fiction in that it's uh self-help and you know psychology back stuff but I have to say I've uh I've still got an obsession for horror story writing and I, I love the pacing narrative characters dialogue the way they build emotion it is something i'd love to come back to at some point is to is to write horror stories and and i still uh subscribe to a bunch of uh, youtube channels and and read them online as well wow are you a stephen king fan i am i am yeah i've uh, i i love stephen for his horror and his non-horror and um yeah i've, I've read probably four or five of his books which for me means you know, that's amazing because yeah. I haven't read a lot of books. Uh, are you a Stephen King fan yourself? Yeah, you know, I think as a as a kid I loved horror. So some of the sort of It and Pet Cemetery, Yes, classics. Um, yeah, really I, I, I have a, a fond recollection of don't, don't watch a lot recently, but, yeah, there's that sort of and, you know, it's, it's probably the same reason we're drawn to Goosebumps as kids. There's that, that thrill that comes from. The, the unknown, whether it's playing murder in the dark Definitely. or the spotlight, there's something about it. I, I remember watching, a, there was a recent Goosebumps movie released, maybe 2015, 2016. Didn't That's have right. the same thrill. I think it was still sort of the PG audience. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't watch that. That was the Jack Black one, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I didn't want to ruin it for my uh, yeah for my younger self, but I <laughs> I did recently rewatch some of the Goosebumps episodes uh, from the original TV show. It's yeah. on Netflix. Uh, yeah, and although a lot cheesier as an adult, it was uh, yeah, it still had a uh, a nostalgic enjoyment to it. 
Oh, you you've really sent me down a nostalgia wormhole. Freaky <laughs> stories was was something I loved. I don't know uh, if you remember that on ABC. Happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. Yes, of mine. I remember. Yeah, that was the starting uh, like narration every time. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so what about your more recent writing? Then you, you you talked about men with manners. What's that about, and how did it come about? Yeah, so uh, it, it came about at the end of 2020, and I was uh, I, I do a lot of reading on Reddit, and I was starting to because I, I spent years off social media. I was starting to use it a little bit, and I guess it was filling in some of that void of not taking the bus to work, you know, having a lot more hours in the day. And I just noticed uh, a lot of people were starting to get angrier and angrier, particularly men, and I, I think. I think uh, the content I found the most fascinating was uh, there was a, there was a lot of angry single men out there, and they had this really twisted narrative of the world and uh, cynical way of viewing things. Just just really angry disposition. And I'd been I'd been tinkering around I'd been tinkering around um, ideas on uh, content because I, I wanted to get back into writing a bit, and I thought. I might actually give these guys a few of my ideas and and see if anything resonates with them. Um, So I started sharing a few things on Reddit and one of the posts blew up and got a lot of really good feedback. And I thought, okay, cool. Maybe people like what I have to say about this. Started an Instagram page at the start of 2021. Yeah, I've been running that for the past 18 months. And it's really hit a hit a nerve. Clearly, you, you've got a huge reach. Uh, uh, thank you. Man. I can see. Did you did you have any expectation when you did that first Reddit post or that first Instagram post that you know many thousands of people would be checking out your content? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, uh, that's a great question. And it's funny at, at the start of it, um, like I. Because I guess, you know, with, with anything that you're working on, you, you have to have goals and, and some metrics to aim for, something to keep you um, sane and um, uh, resp- or accountable rather throughout the process. Um, so I do remember when I started the Instagram account and after about a month, I think I had 100 followers and I thought it was unbelievable. And uh, I remember saying to my wife, Amy, Right, that's the goal of this. Is by the end of this year, I want to have ten thousand followers, and you know, I, I that was a pie in the sky number. Um, and I think I finished the year on like fifty six thousand. So wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> very exciting. No, that that's incredible. And one of the things that that strikes me, and and I'm a, a follower of your your page, and there's so many thoughtful ideas from relationships and dating to self care and, and respect. But so so frequent, but also thoughtful. How, how do you keep that advice coming? Ah, uh, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that, and um, that's that's actually that's probably my favourite compliment. <laughs> um, I, I'll get it on a post every now and then because you know the uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar, the what I the content I create is basically every day. It's around six or seven or eight ideas on, and you know. One day might be uh, things I wish I knew when I was 25 or 30 or advice, seven things single men should stop doing. It's all that sort of stuff. Essentially, um, I, I remember when I started it, it would take me about an hour to come up with a quote. And the process of doing it, actually, I'll just pull it up now because I want to see what my first quote was if, if you've got a moment. So 
Oh, yeah, my, my first uh, post about 18 months ago was bad boys offer women the thrill of the chase, good men offer women the thrill of the catch. And, and that's just an idea. Uh, that's just to give you an idea of, you know, the sort of posts. Um, but the the first that first post took about an hour to come up with the idea because, you know, you need to uh, have a theme and um, decide who you're talking to, decide what you're telling them, and then word it in a way that is both simple and and at least sounds a little bit sophisticated because I find some people follow me purely because they like the way I write. Um, and you know, that's an important component, but so, so that, that, that took about an hour to do. And I, I basically said, look, I'll commit to an hour a day because any business I build off the back of this will need, this is essentially marketing for my brand every time I do this. And after a couple of weeks of doing it, I was able to come up with like two or three, you know, it wouldn't take me an hour anymore, maybe 45 minutes. After practicing it, I remember I was about seven or eight months in, meaning I would have done it 240 days in a row. And I just remember I got to a point where I'm like, oh, damn, I haven't done my Instagram post today. We were about to go out. I had 20 minutes and I came up with seven ideas on the fly. And that was the first time I really appreciated practice makes progress. Um, Yeah. And out of all those posts, are there any particular favorites you've got or, or some that really resonated with your followers? It's it's really hard to say, and I actually thought about this before um, I, I came on, and I think because I've got over 2,000 unique sentiments on there now, uh, it's hard to pick a favourite. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> no, no, like choosing a favourite child. <laughs> exactly. So w- whether it's writing in general or or this particular type of writing with men with manners, why do you think you're so passionate about this? I'd say, yeah, that, that is a really good question. It's, it's actually something I've been thinking about uh, recently because I write about passion a lot. Um, and, you know, what does it mean to be passionate and what's the difference between passion and purpose? And I've been thinking about all these things. I'd say one thing is certainly that, you know, I get a real thrill when someone tells me that my idea or perspective has, has made their life better in some way. I guess that's part of what drives the passion. I also, I, I guess I'd call it passion because I hate it when I take a few days out. Even on my honeymoon at the end of last year, I negotiated with my wife to write for 45 minutes a day. I think as well, like if, if purpose is a component of passion, I think knowing that the world needs it now more than ever, or at least as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, is what continues it. And I think finally, um, knowing I'll never be perfect at it is is something that uh, makes me passionate about it. If it was something with an upper limit, or you know, I could get to a point where there's no more improving, I, I think I'd lose some of that passion. But yeah, knowing I'll I'll you know be better than I am now in thirty years is is what makes it makes it passion. You've just reminded me of a of a quote I heard from Albert Camus that the purpose of a writer is to oh, yeah. keep civilization from destroying itself. And I think um, <laughs> that's awesome. Even it I love tends that. to be men um, destroying themselves and civilization. Maybe there's something to be learnt there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Your your writing clearly has an impact, often an impact on on men at a you know challenging time in in their lives. Do you get much feedback? What, what's it like when you hear from people um, that you're, you're supporting through your writing? I, I do. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate that a lot of people who are positively impacted by the content um, will reach out and send me a little DM and uh, 
uh, one guy actually told me that he, uh, and you know, I don't, I don't want to take too much credit for it, but I, I really appreciate it. At least he, uh, I put a post out of, you know, eight great questions to ask in a job interview. And he reckons he landed his dream job off the back of it. And his, his life's been changing quite a bit, uh, because he's been reading the content for months. That was one I got a couple of days ago and yeah, it, it, it made my weekend to hear that. Outside of that, I, I yeah, I probably get a few messages every week, and it, it might be something simple like um, "great content, keep it up," or you know, it, it's great to see someone who's not just another guy advocating for uh, being an alpha male. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I've, I've you know probably received a few hundred of these messages, and it's it's they've they've all been really nice to receive. That must be be really rewarding, and I, I guess you know keep you motivated to do that next post to provide that next piece of wisdom. Absolutely, I'm I'm really glad you said that because uh, it's it's so easy to be motivated by the negative feedback, which is you know there's uh, isn't few and far between on my page either. But I've I've really made a conscious effort not to prove my doubters wrong, but to um, prove those who support me right and uh yeah so uh, i love what you said there around you know that is the motivation to keep going yeah and and i guess there's probably two kinds of of, of feedback how do you respond to um criticism you might get or 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 negative feedback yeah uh so i i there's something i'm certainly proud to say is i've never purposely probed anyone um or uh, answered back in a catty fashion um, uh, <laughs> to any of the criticism. I <laughs> it certainly annoyed the hell out of me though. Like <laughs> sometimes I'll read one and I'll go, "Can you believe this guy saying this?" <laughs> and he's like, "Calm down." It's yeah. I'm I'm certainly like you know I've I've pr- I've probably received a good five hundred angry comments uh, to some extent, and. It, uh, it it definitely gets easier with time, um, but I had to learn the process of. I don't think it's compartmentalizing. It's like I, I think I've accepted it now as I have to just let myself be angry for a moment, get rid of it, and move on. But yeah, I I find that most of the time, if it's particularly angry, there's no point responding whatsoever. And uh, actually, one one interesting thing that reminds me of is. What I'm most surprised by isn't the criticism, but it's by those who really love and support the posts for months on end. And, you know, they'll probably comment on one every three or four days, which is great engagement from a follower. And then I'll, one day I'll, I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a statement that they don't like. And actually, I, I remember what this statement was specifically one day that this particular follower didn't like. It was, uh, just because the excuses um, for your problems are valid doesn't mean others want to hear about them. And he basically sent me this um, really long message about how disgusting it was that I would say that and what a sweeping, vague comment or all the rest of it, and then blocked the account. And I was just so surprised that I'm like, wow, how can you love me 99 times? And then one time you don't like something, it's enough to say, we're done, we're done. (laughs) How interesting. It is. There must have been some circumstance in in, in his life that um that hit a particular chord absolutely and um and yeah it's it that that's certainly you know from an uh empathy uh, being, being uh empathizing with the situation it's important to consider that i think and uh yeah it's uh you know makes me think twice or be a little more uh, to, to be a little more specific in my language in future but uh yeah unfortunately i think certain things strike such a uh, chord with people in a, in a negative way and yeah that's what they think the outcome should be i guess 
Yeah, and I, I'm sure it's it's something you can share with any great writer in human history. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. One of the questions I like to ask my guests is, is what's your passion taught you or, or what have you learned from it? That's a very good one. I've definitely learned a lot. I've learned more in the last 18 months than at any other point in my life, I'd say, with this writing. A few things in particular, certainly that everyone has a different way of learning, and so that's taught me to adapt my writing style to fit different people, even if it's the same message. Some might resonate better from a story, uh, a parable, a, a, um, an idea, uh, an example, whatever it may be. I, I don't want to harp on with the negative side, but, you know, that you can't please everyone. I guess I'd just leave it at that. I've learned a lot about myself. Uh, I yeah, I, I, I put a quote down one day. If, if you want to understand the world, uh, read. If you want to understand yourself, write. And it's it's just so true for uh all of these crazy thoughts in your head, putting them together and, and making sense of them um, on the page is, is, uh, has taught me a lot. And I, yeah, one other one as well actually is uh, I've learned, I've learned to empathize with people who risk their integrity for content. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is uh, it, people who purposely create content, they know will create a stir or they know will get a bunch of likes um yeah it's uh every day when you're out there trying to build a following go viral get attention it's i can see why people fall victim to that stuff and and um yes succumb to that that to that uh way of doing things and and what's next for for men with manners yeah so i've got a uh i've got a book coming out um it's called uh, i never know what to say speaking to, oh, sorry, Attracting Women, A Comprehensive Guide. And so that's my second book I'll have released. I also completed another book, which I'm giving out as an, a weekly newsletter. But essentially, um, over the following months, I'll be converting a lot of what I've been writing into interactive learning courses, launching an online community and and platform called Men With Manners. So uh, keep an eye out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess my next question was how can people get involved and a couple of options there and um, and to follow your, your page, I guess. Yeah, great. So, um, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're interested to learn more, definitely check out the Instagram, which is at men.with.manners. And, uh, yeah, you can also join the free weekly newsletter. The link's available in the bio. Outside of that, uh, yeah, if you're interested based on what you're seeing with the daily posts, there'll be, uh, there's links for my books and there will be uh, announcements about the online academy coming up. Matt, is there any uh, advice you'd offer to others that share your passion or about passion more general? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say um, if it, it, it can take a while to figure out exactly what your passion is. Um, I probably tried 15 different ventures, including wanting to be a pro golfer at one point um, before I found my passion. And what I would say is that although you can try your hand at a lot of things to find it, you have to put in the hard yards and, you know, give it a good, six, 12 months, depending on what um, what activity or, or what pursuit it is before you'll figure out whether it's for you or not. And I would say passion doesn't have to make you a million dollars. It doesn't even have to uh, make you a full-time income. It's It should just be something, a creative outlet that um, brings you joy and contentment and, and makes your life better. So uh, if it's reaching division one on FIFA, if that's your passion, awesome. If it's uh, building a billion-dollar business, that's equally as awesome, but whatever it is, make time for it. Matt, thanks so much for joining my passion project. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe or share. I'd love if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you download your podcasts. And if you or someone you know has a passion worth sharing, be sure to get in touch at www.mypassionprojectpodcast.com.